Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 49. Today, today we're talking about Fitbits, Garmin's, Apple Watches and everything in between. Someone asked me for a recommendation recently on an accurate fitness tracker. And I couldn't give her one because such a thing does not exist. Um, fitness trackers are great at giving you a rough idea of what's going on. So they are not telling you the exact amount of steps you do in a day. They're telling you how many steps they think you do in a day. They're not telling you exactly how many calories you are burning. They are telling you what they think you are burning. And they work based on sensors and algorithms. So when it comes to counting steps, when it comes to tracking steps, they have things inside them called accelerometers. Where and, and then that works in conjunction with a piece of software. So it can say, right, this movement feels like a step. So if I, what am I on? Two and a half thousand steps because I've done nothing but sit and record podcast today. Two, four, six, nine. Two thousand four hundred sixty-nine steps. Now if I bang my hands together a few times. Two thousand four hundred eighty-nine steps. See what I mean? And that's just me clapping. Like, what about when I tap my hands or play around on my phone or tap my hand off my leg or open a door, a drawer, type on my keyboard? These things. Some some trackers might be able to filter some of that out better than others, but other trackers will still include things that aren't steps. Um, if you go walking with a buggy or in the supermarket with your hands on a, 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 a trolley, you're steps might not go up. I've got a Garmin now. Now the reason I got a Garmin is because it does have something accurate in it. I got this for climbing mountains because the GPS in it, you can trust GPS. What you can't trust is heart rate monitors and step counters. Oh, I forgot how I segued into that. Never mind. When it comes to calorie burn, now this this is what I really wanted to talk about today because this is really important because, again, recently, I set someone's calories, uh, a new member in our group, and I think her calorie burn came out at 1900 and she came back and said, well, my Fitbit says I'm burning 2500. And I was like, no, yeah, there's no way this is happening. Um. So I kind of came back at it from the other angle and said, okay, so, and they had already said they didn't feel like they ate very much, but they obviously were because they'd gained weight and all the rest of it. And I said, well, you know, coming back to that thing that you said, if you think your calorie burn, or if your calorie burn is indeed 2,500, then you must be eating 3,000 calories a day to gain weight. Oh my God, no, I'm not eating that much. And they've done studies on these. I, 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 I did a video about these, 2020 it was, because I remember doing it because I was living at my in-laws when we were made homeless through COVID. Um, and I did a video about this and I looked at all the studies back then. And at that time in 2020, it will no doubt be different now, but Fitbits were overesting people's calories by, what was it? Was it like anything? I think the the greatest the greatest overestimation that they saw was like thirty six percent. 
or 38%, something like that. So if someone's burning 2,000 calories a day, their Fitbit might show them 2,700 or 2,800. And this is, this is the important part because I have in the past seen many people use the number of calories that their Fitbit gives them and then they calculate their deficit from there or their maintenance calories from there, right? And it's such, it's the worst thing you can possibly do. So for example, I had a client once who came to me and said that, and th this was a few years ago now, people are a bit more savvy with trackers these days, I feel, but back when they were still relatively new, when it was like the, the early Fitbit charges and whatnot in 2017, 18, 19, uh, people were buying these devices and going into the calorie burn and it's saying, right, well, I am burning 2,800 calories today, so I am going to eat 2,800 calories. And what we had was this influx of people who were buying Fitbits, using the calorie burn value as their maintenance calories or even their fat loss calories and gaining weight. So that example that I just gave, right? I estimated that person was burning to uh, 1900 calories a day. Her Fitbit, you know, she said, well, look at my calorie burn. This says I'm burning 2,500 calories a day. Well, fine, but, you know, if, if that person then went into a 500 calorie deficit, and started eating 2,000 calories, and my estimation of 1,900 was accurate, that person would slowly and gradually gain weight while trying to lose weight. That's them deducting a number from their calorie burn. So the way I like to get this, this point to hit home very quickly with my clients if they ever bring up things like this is just to say, if you went to hospital you get hooked up to a heart rate monitor. Now that heart rate monitor costs, I can't remember what it was when I looked it up, it was in excess of 2,000 pounds, right? For what? A little machine that they clip on the end of your finger. That machine costs a couple of grand. Now, the NHS does not have very much money and I am sure that if it was possible to get accurate readings from an 80 quid Fitbit when you went into hospital, instead of having thousands of machines that cost thousands of pounds just to tell you what your heart rate is doing, they would just strap a Fitbit to your wrist. That's the way I like to describe it, right? So like a Fitbit, a Garmin, an Apple Watch, whatever, is an, a multi-purpose, and that's the other thing as well, right? The thing on your wrist is a multi-purpose device. It is not just a heart rate monitor. These machines are dedicated heart rate monitors. They have one job to do and one job only. So you can imagine how well it does it. Your Apple Watch is a Swiss Army watch. It's a watch. It, you can phone people on it. You get notifications on it. You can video people. You can take pictures. You can control your iPhone with it. You can, what have I not said, track your steps, track your exercise, get notifications. Did I say that? All that shit. It's a Swiss Army watch combined into a little package. Now, when things try to be Swiss Army things, they do lots of things not very well. When one thing does one thing and one thing only, it does that thing pretty damn well. Um, and it's the same for Fitbits and Garmin's, right? They're trying to, t like, my Garmin's quite, it's a decent one. 
because it's a GPS. I do not understand half the shit that's in here. VO2 max, uh, training status, steps, I get that. Pulse OX, I think that's my blood oxygen. Stress levels, HRV status, like... I have a rough idea of what those things mean. I don't know what they mean in the in real terms. I don't know how it applies to me. I don't know what it means, how to track it, what the measurements are, anything like that. But I know that while it's not completely accurate, there'll be something to some of it. So what's the point in having one then? I hear you ask. Why did I, you know, I've, I've had people in the past who were outraged by the the money they had paid. Well. I surely this one hundred pound fit this one hundred pound Fitbit should be accurate. Why? Why surely? What are you basing that on? Just because you think a hundred pounds is a lot of money, that this thing should be good at what it does, you know. And that's when I kind of step in and say, well, the one in the hospital costs over two thousand pounds. Why would your one hundred pound watch that slides up and down your wrist all day be as good as that? Um. And it's just to get rid of that idea that because you think something costs a lot of money for what it is, that it's like scales as well. Stepping on the scales, scales are step on 10 different sets of scales and you will get 10 different weights because that's just how it works, right? Um, A few of them might be the same, but you're probably going to get 10 different numbers. And the... They're not, it's not that they're inaccurate, it's just that different devices have their own little niggles and quirks. And that's why it's so important to only weigh yourself on one set of scales, right? I think people kind of know that by default, right? You don't step on another set of scales because, you know, the number's going to be different. And I say this all the time to my members, we're not stepping on the scales to find out what weight we are. Because... It might not be your weight to the exactly your weight. We step on the scales to get a number that over time we can compare to other numbers so that we can say, well, that's a new low weight, that's a new low weight, that's a new low weight. So while they might be inaccurate, progress over time isn't. So yes, you might not be 10 stone 5. It might be 10 3, 10 2, 10 8. Who knows? Who cares? What we can say is that if you were 10 stone 5 on the first of this month and you're 10 stone at the end of this month, well, we can 100% say you've lost 5 pounds. It doesn't matter what your weight is. That's irrelevant. But what we do know is that there is 5 pounds less of you now than there was then. And it's similar with fitness trackers because, yes, the steps are not going to be anywhere near the steps you are doing. They're almost always going to be an overestimation because they it's not often that they don't count steps. More often than not, they will count things that aren't steps. So the step count's typically going to be higher than what it is in reality, but that doesn't matter. Because if at the start of the month you're doing 5k steps a day, and by the end of the month, like you've intentionally increased your activity, you're doing 10k steps a day. Yes, the numbers will not be exact, but what can we say? Well, you're doing 5 at least five, sorry, you're doing at least more steps than you were doing before. Maybe your activity level's not doubled, maybe you're not doing 5,000 steps more, but we can say that it has increased and you're doing more than you were before. 
and it's just, uh, similar with things like resting heart rates and stuff. Like we see those coming down as people, you know, an NSV that comes up quite a lot when I'm working with people at the first check-in is when they say, um, uh, my resting heart rates come down. And it's an interesting one because it's like, yeah, well, that's because you're giving your body less to do. Like you're eating less. It's like your car. If you start your car, the engine will tick over. If you press the accelerator, the revs will go up. That's kind of what your body's like. At rest, your heart rate's just ticking over. But if you eat something, you've given your body something to do and your heart rate will increase. And the more often you eat, the more f- the more your uh, heart rate is elevated, the higher your resting heart rate will be, right? Uh, when you start eating less, you do less of that. So your resting heart rate comes down. Or if you get fitter, it comes down. Or if you lose weight, it comes down because there's less of you to keep alive. Again, there is no exactness to these figures. Like my resting heart rate was 68 BPM and now it's 63 BPM. Yeah, probably not. But what we can say is it's down. So do not get too wrapped up in the exactness of the numbers on these things because most of the time they're nonsense. They're not a million miles away but they're not ridiculously close either. So don't get too bogged down in the exactness of numbers. And for the love of God, do not listen to the calorie burn. It is almost always going to be an overestimation. I don't think I've ever seen a calorie tracker, uh, a a fart. I nearly did that again. I did that in the last episode. I nearly said a fart watch. A smart watch. I think I was going to say Fitbit and smart watch at the same time. I've never seen a, a... a smartwatch underestimate someone's calories. I've never seen that. And that's not to say that it doesn't happen. I've just never seen it in my experience. It's almost, no, it has always been in the opposite direction. Sometimes it's been a a million miles away. 800, 900. So like, and here's how I can tell you this, right? So um, let's say that person at 1900 calories, wants to lose a pound a week, right? And I put her on 1400 calories. And she has 1400 calories a day for a month and she loses four pounds. That four pounds tells me that she's been in a 500 calorie deficit per day, which tells me that her calorie burn is 1900. And then we could look at her Fitbit and her Fitbit might say, on average, you've burned two and a half thousand calories a day for the last month. We could then say that her Fitbit is overestimating her calorie burn by 600 per day because we have the more accurate method of progress tracking. Here's how much weight you've lost. We know how many calories that adds up to. We know how many calories you've been having. If we add all that together, we can say that you're burning, on average, 1900 calories per day. That's the accurate number. The 2,500 your Fitbit is telling you is ridiculous. So for the love of God, do not take that number with any degree of accuracy and do anything with your eating around it because it won't end well. If you've got any questions about this, let me know. I might do a post about this on social media. Maybe I should do a carousel about fitness trackers. I might look into it and find out what the kind of latest research is and if they've gotten any better or or if they're still wildly inaccurate in many cases. One thing I will say is, something that was shown in those studies is that the more exercise you did, the more inaccurate they became. So 
step trackers weren't too bad when someone did not take part in exercise. So just tracking your day-to-day activity and walking around, they were better, still inaccurate, but better. But people who took part in regular strenuous exercise, once you brought exercise into the picture, that they got awful. The results were terrible. Um, I remember when we used to look at Fitbits a lot in the group where people would ask me to look at things they would exercise and you would see big breaks in their calorie burn because they got sweaty and the light bulb in the back would stop picking up their heart rate. And then Fitbit basically filled in the blanks with what they thought it would should should be. It was just made up stuff. Um, but yeah, the less exercise you do, the more accurate they are, but that doesn't make them accurate. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. Until next time.